Welcome to the World Outline Podcast, episode number eight. My name is Adam Curry. I'm the user. He's my co-host. His name is Dave Weiner. He's the developer. Uh, Adam Curry. Adam Curry. <laughs> I don't have the music yet, but I have one more episode to go. This is Ader. <laughs> yeah, this is... <laughs> and we don't... Yeah, eight. Yeah, we need to have some music. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have it ready by... You know, we like by... to do the voiceover thing. And, oh, you know. really? Oh, you want to do... <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, it's got to have the proper, you know, well, we, you know, still have some time to go. So. Uh, well, no, only one more episode. Well, but we're not done with this thing. No. I mean, that's, that's, I was just reviewing all the questions that people have. And, yeah. And uh, why don't we just dive right into it? All as, right. Rock okay. and roll. Yeah. No small talk here. Um, and what I was, what, what was sort of overwhelming about it is that we're just going to need to keep doing this over and over and over again. And there's no way in one podcast you cover all this material. First observation for me, I loved that people were sending their questions on uh, blog okay. post nodes. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what that highlighted for me because I thought, okay, so I put together a work note. Yes. And, um, and as I'm doing it, first I link to, I get grab the links off of Google Groups and and then I actually look at the links, and it's got all Google's crap in it, you know, so I have to strip that out. And while I'm doing it, you know, they add their own URL magic to it. It redirects through their site. Oh, yeah. Who the hell needs that, right? Yeah, Google but, does. Do you have something, just a little voice thing as it goes bullshit? Bull, bull. <laughs> oh, hold on. <laughs> I, I'm missing That's the cues. Perfect. No, I'm missing the cues. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Again? Just yeah. Hold on. Hey, what did it uh, misfire? <clears throat> Bullshit. There we there go. go. <laughs> I was uh, laughing well for oil went off the first. Time. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Yeah, I was trying to sort of leave you a little cue there, but uh, uh, it's uh, it's it's an hour earlier for me here, and this is my uh, my decompression day. So I got a I got coffee totally. though. For me, it's like I just you know was staring at my to do list and thinking I don't you know. I don't know where to begin. <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I was even half expecting you to say, I, I, I don't even think I can do the podcast today. Well, I was certainly thinking that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I what thought so. Why did you say that? Uh, because just so much has been happening, you know, there's... No, that's the problem. I had a, I sort of, like, hit a big wall, and then I, oh, you know, I was trying to do mod, modal login dialogue, right? Yeah, yeah. And, um... And I, I thought it would be like a really quick hit because, you know, I had all the components I needed, you know, and I had Bootstrap 2.0. And this was sort of like the way, you know, after having completed, more or less completed the integration of Bootstrap 2.0 uh, into everything and having it go remarkably smoothly. I mean, you know, there were problems, but I got I got more comp- more things got cleaner than I thought they would actually um, you know, I was afraid that I had put all kinds of bailing wire and scotch tape on, particularly River 2 and Radio 2. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I thought that I'd have to leave a lot of that in place just to keep it working. And I found I could take it all out, and it just worked. So that was great. So I was feeling my Wheaties, and I said, all right, let's really go and get some real cool Ajax shit in there. So, so then I've got a new sort of uh, beachhead sort of the way it works. Once you get some working code, then you can replicate it. You can do it over and over and over again, right? Right. And um, so I needed a little bit more to get a little bit more working to get that to happen. 
And I thought it'd be like one day and then a little bit of cleanup the next day. And it just kept going one day, two day, three day. I'm on the fourth day and I'm going, this is really feeling like I'm spending far too much time for the bang for the buck. I mean, really, as a user, I don't think that it would have impressed you very much. Well, uh, of course, I was, you know, these are my weird days, so I'm following more than participating. And the one thing that was a big aha was um, the uh, in the prefs where there was like an old bug that was, I guess, lingering for a while. And and I I went back and like, how did we miss this? And someone I'd have to look at it. But on beginning of February, someone actually found this bug. Really? Yeah, and it showed up in the comments problem. There was a uh, didn't uh, turn the comments off or turn them on. Correct, correct. And uh, I'd have to look at who it was, but it even said, you know, I went and I looked at, um, uh, I looked at the table, and uh, XXX shows up in the yeah, table. I'm that, like, oh, that would be the problem. You get a nice XXX there. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, you know, it, well, this is so obvious. We had this one developer on this entire project. You know, no wonder shit slips by. It's like no, it's, it's supposed to have testers. Look, I mean, I uh, there are techniques to this. This is not. This is like you know, if you were to think about this, like being in a studio producing an album, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you were to go into a studio to produce an album, what you would find is that there were people that were played all kinds of different roles. And um, they were supporting roles that made the whole thing work, you know. And the same thing really is true of software. And uh, um, I got to do it for real, really well, you know, with all the right people uh, in the 80s. I had, you know, 60 people working for me. And, okay, maybe a third of them were in sales and marketing and administration and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And but everybody in support, and we even had a quality assurance department, right? Uh, QA. You know, uh, but the support people were integrated in the development team, and that's very unusual, by the way. Most people don't do that, but I really wanted them involved because I didn't want my programmers to be removed from that process. I wanted them to be very aware, and they didn't like it. Believe me, they totally didn't like it. Right. I said, "Fuck you! You want to work for me? This is how it's going to work." Right. Well. You know, we could have all that here. And we're, you know, we're almost, you know, I'm trying to be, um, you know, subdued a little bit in in how I say this. I'm trying to find the right way to say it. But the project is suffering for the, for the lack of watchful eyes. I mean, that's the, that would be the way to describe it. It's, uh, it's, it, it needs a bit more involvement from the users. I mean, I know that people are using it. I can see that they're using it, right? Mm-hmm. But, um but it's important when something goes out and it works for you that you actually say it worked for me. Right. Because it makes it's hard to interpret the signals from my point. You know, it could be it you never tried it, so therefore we don't have any data on whether it worked for you. It's right. very different. Right. No feed um, no feedback doesn't mean it works. <laughs> right. Got it. Sorry? Oh no, I said uh, no feedback does not mean it works. That's correct. Yeah. I would I ne- go. In fact, you know, because, you know, this project has been languishing for lack of feedback forever. I mean, you know, uh, but, you know, there have been other times when we've had, you know, good testing, too, was in the uh, um, there were various frontier communities that provided it, you know, on a volunteer basis. It's, you know, there were just people who had applications up and running that could be broken right. and cared. And, you um, 
And and then sometimes they cared about things that I wish they didn't care about because they, they didn't handle it professionally, in my opinion. They got personal about these things when they just really aren't personal. Right. Uh, you know, I take a feature out. It isn't really because I hate you. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, got it. <laughs> but actually, that's preferable to... At least I know the feature actually showed up on your computer. Right, right, right. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. I'm getting some data, even if I don't like the way it's being delivered. So, um, yeah, we could do a lot better. Right. But I, I think that now I have to stop doing these uh, things that are, you know, peripheral to really have. That's that's what happened with the modal dialogue is that uh, it was just such slow going. Everything was like. Pulling, you know, it's like the debugging tools for JavaScript and CSS exist, okay? But I have no idea how to use them. Mm -hmm. That's on the one hand. On the other hand, I'm a master at the debugging tools in the OPML editor environment. And um, and the software, the three components of the software and all the supporting software are in a fabulous state of maturity now. And so the bang for the buck you know, in terms of a day invested in development, it's far greater over on the OPML editor side of things than for me being in the JavaScript side of things. And I think that at this point, there really isn't a lot more that I need to learn over there uh, because uh, because I, I, I understand how it works and I understand how to architect with it. Um, how it fits underneath the things that I do. We wrestled all that to the ground in the first part of this year, you know, up to this point. And it really did get solved. So I really want to stay up as much as possible out of these technical issues, you know. And uh, But I still have to deal with some of them. I want to get to the templating. I mean, you know, having, you know, templating is sort of now simplified and it works. I need to build things at a higher level Mm -hmm. uh, and learn how those things work. So... Um, so some of these questions are perfect as far as that's concerned. <clears throat> yeah. Um, where, uh, where do you want to start? Cause we, we, we kind of semi announced on the list that we would be talking about how we use our roots. I don't know if that's right. Oh, I definitely, you know, I mean, that was my initial idea was, mm-hmm. you know, and I wasn't so much thinking about the questions as, uh, as that, you know, um, you know, we get these emails from people, two, two of them now, uh, one today and one guy who's been emailing fairly persistently, say they want to write how-tos, but they don't want to use the software, you know? And um, I don't see that that could possibly work. However, you and I are using this stuff, right, and have developed techniques for working here that are not documented really anywhere. No. And, um and so I want to try to unlock that information and what would be fantastic. So in other words, you narrating a little bit about, you know, how you do one thing. It doesn't have to be broad. You're not going to in any way cover anything like the whole picture. Just pick one part of what you do and talk about it. And then what would be great is if, you know, we had, if somebody wanted to volunteer to help out, this would, what they could do is they could basically turn what you explain into an outline. Got it. You know, and then basically that would just, now we would have a record of that. It doesn't have to be great prose. All it has to do is have some bulleted items in there that, you know, so that when you tell a little story, 
you can be confident that, that, that you're now putting that on the agenda. Yeah. We're not no agenda. We have an agenda. Yeah, a big one. Yeah. <laughs> Get something out there and it's being recorded. And, and by the way, when we're doing that, we're, of course, using the tools for what they were intended for. And, that, and, and the problems that we have in doing that will be things that end up on the development to-do list. You know? It's like anything we can do to facilitate this idea of narrating your work that's very much on topic for this, right? So, that with that in mind, why don't you tell a story about something that you do with the software, how you know you use it? Okay, um, then I'll do the one that is uh, the one that I repeat twice a week. The show notes. I think that's uh, that really uses the system uh, in a lot of ways, <clears throat> and what's great about it is uh, people can follow along at home. Uh, if they're listening to this at home or anywhere near a uh, near a computer, if you go to a show notes page for the No Agenda Show, and I'll make it real easy. If you go to three nine three dot na show notes dot com, um, you'd see a, a tab. Are you going to follow along? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't realize I was supposed to. Well, because I thought you were talking. Okay. Yeah, well, in case I say something that's really like doesn't work. Okay, tell me again. What was uh, uh, 393.nashownotes.com. And, of course, what's, what's cool about this is if you scroll to the bottom of the tabs page that pops up there and you were to uh, click on the, uh, the XML icon or if you were to copy the link underneath the XML icon, you, right. can, you can open up the actual uh, OPML, the root that I work on, uh, for each episode of the No Agenda oh, Show. Sure. Okay, let's put that one on the list, okay? Wherever you see a white on orange XML icon on a world outline page, that will get you to the source code underneath it. Yeah, and that's that's a big deal. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a we worked hard to make that consistent, and uh, we want to make sure. The other thing is you could include that URL in any of your outlines if you want to, too. And when it and and well, we should. You're not talking about inclusions. Go ahead. No, no, not 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 talking about inclusions right now. This is I, this is my use of a single root for a single purpose. Yeah. And uh, you know, so you have one root here. That's it's one root. Yeah, it's is that it, what it's called. Uh, no, no, no. The, each individual episode is its own root. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Why did you do it that way? Uh. It's an organizational thing for me. Well, why not put them all in one room? I know I could do that. Okay. Uh, but for some reason, I, it became an organizational thing that I really like. Well, that's cool. I mean, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm, well, I'll, I'll tell you why. I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you why specifically. Um, w- because I create these show notes while prepping and doing the show. And to have, and it's a lot of it has to do with navigation while I'm doing the show. I just want to be able to go straight to the top of the outline with a, a command left arrow, and I don't want any other infor- any other information from pre- previous episodes would only confuse me and is prone to not. It, it's really well. It makes sense. It makes yeah. perfect sense. Okay, so the it's thing is you could search this, and, and none of the past content would get a, in. The another field. thing, yeah, another reason, exactly. So it, it, if you if you had all the other stuff there. Uh, search is, is flat, and it would it would pick up all that other stuff too. So th- yeah, that's one reason. So it's purely 
just the way that it works for me because I'm actually using. So you have this. a lot of reads then. I mean, yes, I do. Have you ever looked in the table on your server to see how many you have? Uh, I have about uh, well, with all the testing and stuff we did, I have about three hundred now, probably. Wow, that was you know that's a lot more. You must be it must be buckling. <laughs> There must be all, all kinds of things that don't work very well. No, I, I wouldn't know what's not working very well. Really? So when you look at your roots page, you get 300 things on no, there? No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. Because I have a whole, I'm systematic at deleting things from the roots page when I no longer need them. Uh, there's an interesting fact. When you delete one root, it doesn't actually get deleted. Right. Because here's what, here's what I love is if, uh, and I'm, uh, and I asked for the feature for the edit button feature because the way I work is you know when I'm uh, looking at uh, at this particular show notes page, I'm like ah oh, something's wrong. Um, I don't go you know back to my roots page. Just click on the edit icon. Oop, up pops the the root for that episode, and I can go in and make the change, save it, and I'm done. Say that again. So, you, so you, on uh, on the web version of of this root three nine three dot na show notes dot com. Should I have to change anything after the fact? After it's already been published and it's done, maybe I mess something up, or you know, maybe a credit or something. Then at the bottom of that page, because it's my root, there's an edit button. Oh right, okay, yes. And I use that a lot. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I can just go in. I just click the edit button, and then this root, which has been deleted from my roots page, right. but is still in the system, pops up. And it's, I'm good to go. Yeah. Um, I do later on um, include this route into uh, a larger uh, architecture, but that's that's a little bit beyond the – that's a different story, I guess. Yeah, let's um, – So let's stick with this. Right, because this is something someone else might be able to do. I mean, if they have a repeating event in their life, mm-hmm. an example of something where, you know, uh, I used to have a weekly meeting at um, – you know, uh, at school and every week we would, it wasn't quite as, you know, as formal as what you do, but there would be a structure to it. There was a, it was an hour and a half meeting each week and there would be, uh, something that happens at the beginning for a half hour and then something that happens for the remaining hour. And then, you know, it was, but there was, there were things that we needed to cover each one. Um, so interesting. Let me ask you a question about this. Is there, um, is there anything the software could do? This is something that I'm thinking about is like higher level templates. Like, um, yes, I, I, I think I know what you're asking. And if you look at this route, I can, you, you can almost immediately see the well, things. That's what I'm thinking because yeah. each one you've, you've decided on a common structure here and it, it, um, it probably doesn't matter to you do you have actually do you have a starter outline that you use to start (laughs) what i use is i use the previous episodes outline right so so i'm basically it's an outline template that i would be looking for yeah that's a really good example of the paving the cow path technique of things i mean you do it manually first and then that'll give you ideas and you do understand what i'm trying to do i think because you you answered you took me right down the path yeah um there's an interesting page on the Bootstrap Toolkit website. It's a very important page, actually. Um, let me see if I can get there quickly. Let's type in Bootstrap Examples. That's what I'm searching for. Yeah, I think that gets you there. If you go to a, yeah, type that in your search engine. Uh, Bootstrap 2.0 Examples? No, you don't have to put 2.0, just Examples. Bootstrap Examples. 
and that'll get you to the URL for it is twitter.github.com slash bootstrap slash examples. Got it. Yeah, got it. Okay. So first of all, this page itself is a pretty good example. Okay. Yeah, it sure is. kind of page that you'd like, what wouldn't it be great to be able to just say, I want one of these pages and then type in only the text. Okay. And paste in three pictures and some labels and, you know, uh, so and then and then the, the, and the outline poops out of the back of it. You mean? No, this design comes out of the back right, of it. right. You know, the outline. Sure, I mean, I probably would throw up an outline for you to fill in the blanks for. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. that that would probably be the way it would work. And then on the back end, um, it it wouldn't have the HTML. You wouldn't have to put all the 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 overhead. You know, the right, angle that, bracket stuff. That's all done for you in the background, behind the scenes. So. Yeah. So you would your outline would look like this. It would be um, bootstrap examples as the top headlines. So ordinate to that would be a paragraph. We've included a few basic examples, et cetera, et cetera, right? And then underneath that would be column one, column two, column three. And then underneath column one would be an image and then a headline. Oh, the headline would be above that, and that would be the thing, basic marketing site, right? And then a little description, and then the next one, and the next one, and the next one. And um, and then underneath all that, I mean, I, I'm trying to lay out an outline for you in in terms of words, but without showing you the outline. But um, and then you know you want to make a change to it, you type, you just make the change to the text, save it, and boom, out what comes out the back end. Something that looks like this. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Same thing true with the basic marketing site, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, if you click on that, you'll see that actually it looks like um, the previous page was a basic marketing site. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> little difference, little differences here and there. But the basic marketing site is the one that I'm sort of playing around with, you know, in terms of thinking about how might I, what, what would the code look like on the back end for processing this? Mm-hmm. And actually, this is like really easy code, really easy code to write compared to, the deep sort of systems code that I have for rendering outlines, which is very mathematical and, you know, but this is, this is fairly easy. And the question is, how do I, how do I want to approach it? But there's no question that I want this result. Okay. Got it. And it's not just that I want the, the, the basic marketing site. It's not really a template. It's kind of have another word for it, but I want to make a system so that designers can create these things or working with a programmer, they can create these things if they have to work with a programmer. Um, although I think that most designers these days have a little bit of programming ability because JavaScript pretty much requires them to, you know, because their work environment yeah. involves scripts, you yeah. know. So that's where I want to get to. I want to get to the point where, you know, my professor, going back a couple of episodes, we were talk- you were talking about how, you felt that you know in academia we could do we could give them tools. That oh was, yeah, oh yeah. This is part and parcel to that. Is in other words, I don't want to dictate. I don't want my professor to have to come to one of my programmers to get his website made for him because now we're that's where you fail because the professor has to somehow convince the programmer that he's got a good idea, right? Right, and that's and you know that's, that's when the idea dies. Yeah, <laughs> always. Right. Yeah. He has to be able to do it without asking anybody to help. So we need to create that platform, which leads me to the next thing on my list is that I'm starting to look, I think 
I mean, we've got some good expertise in the community, really good. And but what we are missing um, is somebody who has uh, design expertise for templates. Somebody that does Tumblr templates would be great. You know, if we could attract one or two people like that um, into our community. So that when I have ideas, because a lot of this stuff I'm going to create now, you know, it's great to have Dave Jones around. It's great to have you around. It's great to have, uh, you know, Dan and uh, Ted, Ted and yeah, and and Brian, you know, whatever. Those guys, you're all great, except none of you have eye for visual stuff. <laughs> so I need to have those people around too, so that I can start creating features for them. And get instant feedback. Is okay. Did you hit the mark, or this was a bug that didn't work? You know, because uh, we're going to move in that direction now. So I'm just putting that out there. All right. Yeah. Do you want me to continue with my uh, root story? Sure. Because you'll get a pretty good idea of uh, all. That was this. very good. I mean, we, you know, just the intro that you did was very good. Yeah. There's, that, there's, there's a lot of people on what they can do with it, right? Well, there's a and there's a lot of steps that I repeat here, which comes right into your templating story. Uh huh. So right off the bat, um, now you and I are probably the only people who have the script installed that automatically changes your about OPML window to the attributes of every single node that your uh-huh. that your cursor is on. Uh, really? Was that a sample script? Is that how I released that? Yeah, I think you did, yeah. Oh, well, we need to get that into the base release then. Okay. Because uh, it's really handy. Because if you were to look at the top, so in this uh, No Agenda episode 393 route that people may have open now, uh, you'll see the top three nodes, and they should all be collapsed, uh, are blog post. And then if you go to show, no- show notes, you'll see that that's an outline node type. And clips and stuff is an outline node type. I need to open the outline. Oh, okay. I thought you had might have it open. Yeah. I, you know what? It's a slow Friday. I now have it open. Okay. So the first one you said is a blog post. Yeah. So the, are, are they all collapsed in what you opened? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, first one, the first three are blog posts. And then yeah. the fourth and the fifth are outlines. I can see that. Right. Yeah. And that corresponds uh, entirely with uh, the way the tab view is. Yeah. Um, and, and you did this by making the root a tabbed. A yes, tab. exactly. Right. So yeah. the, so the, so the tab, uh, the root itself is a, a tabs based root. Uh, so I'll fill all these things in and a lot of this is, uh, redundant, you know, so I actually will, you know, the, uh, the credits, you know, a lot of things remain the same with small variables that are changed. Uh, you'll see the cover art. I'm always under cover art. If you expand that node, you'll see I'm always including uh, an image there, just a regular uh, yeah. HTML source tag. Uh, the clips and stuff is kind of interesting, just as a side note, because uh, there's a feature in the OPML editor for people who don't know about this, where you can synchronize with an S3 bucket um, and uh, and connect that to your to Dropbox, the uh, the Dropbox application. And what's really cool about this, and I use this all the time, is we play a lot of clips on No Agenda, and I am collecting them in between shows. I throw them into a folder, and that folder resides within my Dropbox public folder, and it has a hierarchical uh, structure. So it's uh, show notes and then year, month, uh, uh, show uh, episode number. And I actually categorize some of those clips into their own folders, and um, 
by doing that, not only are they uploading to my Dropbox application account, but they're also being replicated in an S3 bucket, um, which has the C name mapped to it, dropbox.curry.com. And I like that because it's my own domain name. It's hosted off of S3. So I have a pretty good feeling that that's going to be around for a while. And if there's a problem, I could always change the domain name to point to something else. So there's a, it's very important that we have this archive of clips because uh, I do refer back to these a lot. So after I've filled out all of these credits and, and the show notes themselves under the show notes tab or, or node, that's really all the stories I'm tracking throughout the week. And so that's just tons and tons of links to different stories, all categorized. When do you start this outline? I'm sorry? When do you start this outline? When? You already have the outline for the for uh, Sunday's show started? Yes, I do. When did you start it? Uh, right after I published uh, this show. That's what I thought. Yeah. So you basically always have a current one of these. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It's a lot like work notes then. It's, oh, it's, lot- it's very much like work notes. My, yeah. work notes. my period for work notes is a day, and I start a new one every day. You start a new one twice a week. Correct. Okay, interesting. So just to wrap up the one thing on the Dropbox, which is really nice. You didn't say how to do it. The the Dropbox? You didn't say how to create the uh, the connection between the Dropbox and the Oh, S3 no, bucket. I said there, there's a uh, it's a feature in the OPML editor. It can synchronize with an S3 Where bucket. Is the feature? It's in the uh, Pref system, right? It is. So you go from uh, Miss in the OPML editor, choose Prefs from the Miss menu, it's actually yeah, I'll, I'll take preference. a look. I'll take a it's look. Preferences. Right yeah, it's, it's in and, prefs. Yeah, and then um, and which, what you, and what you do is you map it here. S three folder sync is what it's called. Right. It's under web services. It's the last one under web services. Right. And then you map that to your public folder or wherever you wish. But that was easy for me. You map that to a folder inside your Dropbox application folder, and yeah. so it's going to replicate that structure. Uh, onto S3. You don't have to use Dropbox, but I like it because no matter what computer on I'm on, yeah. I know it's going no, to go. I use this too. That's where dropbox.scripting.com yeah. comes from. Yeah. Um, and I actually have it. The, the code is actually running that synchronizes the two is running on one of my servers. I don't even run it on my desktop. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Do you do the same? Uh, I have it on a server, yeah, and yeah. then and then Dropbox just uh, it it all replicates to that one server. And Dropbox creates a wonderful yeah. network, you know, and you might as well you take advantage of it, right? Exactly, we do. So, yeah. so here's the beauty, though, which I really like. I have a bookmark, um, which is uh, which calls the script bookmarks menu dot open URL, and I open up dropbox.curry.com slash directory.opml which is automatically generated yeah. Yeah. and and all I have to do is copy the node from <laughs> uh, from that uh, particular um, episode and all of the clips are there. I mean that was the biggest time saver. It, yeah, that's, Isn't that interesting? You oh. never actually have to enter that. No, no, it, it and it saves an hour. Yeah, we could probably save you even more time by by creating the the, the subdirectory OPML files too, and then you could just include that. Oh, this! I mean, of course, it's there's one more step. There's I mean, so much that so much awesomeness that that can fit into this. Nice. So that's you see, you're the inventive user. Is what I kept saying about you. It's like you'll figure stuff like this out. 
even though the software didn't prompt you to do that, you'll say, right. oh, okay, let me try that. And right. And, and if it works, it blows you away, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So then the, then there's a couple of repetitive steps. So basically, this is all created um, on a standard. Uh, this is not mapped to the NA show notes domain yet because I'm still creating it. And now I can also, uh, thanks to a great new feature, keep it private Right. Which is great because another reason for doing stuff in one route is I know that one route is cleaned and published because I get a lot of stuff that I have in my notes while I'm doing the show, but it includes email addresses oh, and private oh, notes oh, and <laughs> things I don't want to publish. Right. Because if I, I'm the same thing for me. If I published uh, all that was on my to do list, then all of a sudden users would start saying, hey, man. <laughs> Why have you shipped that thing yet? I don't want it. Yeah, want exactly, it. exactly. I no time to develop it. I basically, as soon as I put it in the outline, it would be announced. And exactly. I, I notice people don't work well that way, so yeah. it's better to keep these things <laughs> yeah. on the side. Uh, I almost thought about dumping that list for this podcast so you all could see what's coming next. But That's funny. I, I think it would be more fun if it's a surprise anyway. Well, I, I wound up creating two private uh, routes yesterday. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. Oh yeah, the first one is. Let me my- ask you something. Um, does the um, does that level of privacy help? I mean, is that that, that do you do you want more uh, controls over that? Well, or- you, know, you asked the right question because uh, immediately in my mind, I'm like, this is so great because it's my system. But right. uh, the level of uh, privacy is if someone has a, a, a login on the server, yeah, I, then they can see it. Right. So if you gave somebody access to Yeah, so I was thinking very similar to I know we have a we have a one level uh access system with admins. You can add a user to have admin like powers. Right. But oh, that's think, interesting. You know, all these are possible approaches. That that could work. Uh I mean you I, mean, you, I guess you possibly want to say I want this person, this person, this person to have access, but you know, that's like a that's a big feature request is my yeah, feeling. Um, but and and Ted also said he had a really, I mean, this is a good idea. I think Flickr, he said, does this, is that you can generate a temporary pass that, you know, just for this one document, give me a URL. Oh, that that's interesting, yeah. Anybody that has that URL is going to be able to see it. Um, it's a good idea. Yeah, YouTube does that too. That's the next thing to do here would be to add a callback and to basically say, okay, I'll put a callback in just the right place so that your script can figure out whether or not you want to let this person through, okay? And and that way we get to experiment without me having to commit to any features. Right. That's see the important thing. I the way I don't like to I don't like to put features in and then take them out. That's just and we're getting to that point with the software where it's going to become more of a problem over time. Mm-hmm. You usually would let me take features out, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Right. But not everybody's like that. <laughs> and so well, we, I have, we have a different commitment and agreement. You know. right? Well, we don't really have. But anyway, let's not. Um, it's just different. Let's say that if we're entering a different phase now and it's going to be harder. So that's why I want the callback is an interesting way to finesse that and say, OK, you know, Ted has an idea how he wants us to work and Ted's a programmer. You know? And that way, when it comes time to have the feature, he might even be able to give me the code. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of, it's pretty cool. Um, so you know what it's like right now? It's like the instant outlining. That was the, uh, that was sort of the assumption of instant outlining is that if you're in my little network, right, then I'm going to let you see everything. 
And right. that's that's what your world outline is like right now, your world outline server. Yeah. But that feature was designed very much for the user base that we have right now. And, right, correct. Um, and over time, I expect that not to be enough, but it was enough to get the ball rolling. And so that's why I did it that way. Um, I want to actually, I know that there's you have a lot more that you could talk about, and we'll do that the next time too, right? Um, yeah. You know, I want to go to some of the things that Brian and Lloyd asked about because, you know, they asked some good questions. Brian, Brian Hendrickson and Lloyd Davis. Um, is that okay with you? Yeah, of, of course. I, I, the only thing I was going to finish up, just my little spiel was saying, uh, the great thing about the software is you can use it in so many different ways. Um, so I'm, I'm just a, a multiple root guy. I, you know, I just like having it that way, and but it's not wrong, it's not right, it's not good, it's not better, it's what works for me, and that's what makes it so beautiful. Yeah, well, any good software is like that, basically. It, it, it gives you enough, uh, yeah, in my opinion, any good software is like that, right? Totally. No, I, I, I concur. So I'm looking at Lloyd Davis's uh, outline, and the way I got there was from worknotes.scripting.com. Uh Let's see, slash, we're going to start, we, we really need show notes. Well, I, I have, uh, okay, I have uh, work notes on lloyddavis.co.uk, that's where I'm seeing. Right, exactly, but yeah. the, the, the bigger question is we really, I mean, I'm giving you some, some um, my notes for this podcast, work notes on scripting.com, ah, okay. uh, click on March, and, and click on March 23rd, and you'll see an item in there called podcast notes. There are other things in there, too. Yeah. Um, uh, so Lloyd Davis, uh, let's see, which press, you know, I, that's, which press do I have to fill in first question? Yeah. He's asking what press do I specifically have yeah, to fill out? Yeah. I, I need to work on that. Which browsers? I have no idea. Um, uh, <laughs> tools in the catalog that I wanted to talk about. Okay. I mean, these are all good questions. I'm not saying they're not good questions. I just don't know the answer. I mean, all of them, basically, all of the browsers. Uh, I know that there's. That's probably not true, though, right? Well, the um, I think we figured out that you can use it's Firefox, of course, out of the box. Because um, yeah, that's what I use, right? I use, uh, um, but there is a way to manually configure Chrome to work, which I think is. I think that's what most people are interested. What's the in. problem with Chrome? You oh, you have to tell it to use Chrome. Yeah, you have to change your parameter. That. Okay, that needs to go on the list. If it, we, it, it should know what browser you have running and just use that one. Yeah. Yeah, clear. You mean it's not doing that? No. Okay, well, then we need to fix that. Uh, somebody should report that on the mail list, okay? Right. Um, I'm looking at Brian's. Brian's first question, Lloyd's question, they, they sort of fit together, Okay. Brian says, I'm using URL shortener.root with a domain name I registered. Can I set the world outline to use the same domain for blurk marks? In what way are blurk marks different from short URLs made with URL shortener.root? Okay, so that's the one I want to talk about. Okay, good. In the, and I also want to talk about it and, and do a quick rundown of basically everything that's in the tool catalog page. All right? Mm-hmm. This is, that's a huge part of the culture there, and honestly, I've never really reviewed it. <laughs> okay? I just put things in there, and I do take things out every once in a while um, because they really seem to have been passed over. And uh, um, 
So the answer to Brian's question is the first item in the tool catalog. To get to the tool catalog page, you go in the OPML editor on the server that you're talking about, okay, on the machine that you're talking about. You choose the tool catalog page from the MIS menu, M-I-S-C menu. Okay, and then you get a list of a whole bunch of things. And I'll just read them off real quick. DNS API 2, feed hose, how to to, ID API, Manila, my photos, radio 2, radio really simple, river 2, RSS cloud, RSS to blog, scripting 2, server monitor, URL shortener, WordPress, and world out. Okay, and so for Brian, the answer is dnsapi2.root is the answer. Um, you just install that on one of your servers, and you configure it, and there's a how-to that tells you how to configure it, um, and you tell it to use the same domain that you're using for the URL shortener, and um, and then you connect up your uh, your your client machine, your workstation machine, somehow there must be a way to connect it up. Oh, you just tell it what domain you're using. Is that right? Wait a minute. Well, you read the how-to. There's a how-to that tells you how to set it up. And you generate, you, that'll generate your blurb marks for you. Right? Yes. Did I leave anything out about that? No, that, that seemed like the process to me. <clears throat> And the, you know the important thing is there on every one of these things, you know you you can always find out more just by clicking on the name. They all have how tos, and the how tos should tell you how to install it and uh, give you some idea how to use it. You know what it's for. Uh, if it doesn't, then I'm going to need to fix that. Right. I think you know you'd be amazed how many people don't realize that the how to is right underneath the the hot link name. You did not realize that. Or no, right? I did. I did, but I. Uh, I'm Why just, do you think people wouldn't try that? No, it's con- right. conditioning. <laughs> really? What do they th- really? Yeah. So, in your mind, what do they think that that link is, or do they even think about it? Might not even think about it because uh-huh. you know there's an install. It's something about the layout is like install, and maybe if you had next to it a link that said, "I know it sounds weird, but uh, well, we'd have to know from Lloyd if uh, if he clicked on those." Uh, or if, if he didn't, why not? Lloyd was, yes, I think Lloyd did click on those because Lloyd's whole thing was prefaced by these are the things I wish I had known before I figured them out for myself. Right. So there's a certain level. I, I kind of generally don't like feedback like that because it's like, you know, don't get in the user's head. Tell me what you need to know. And, and if there are enough people that are like that, they will tell me. You know? Okay. Yeah. But it's all right. I mean, Lloyd Davis is, I, I honestly don't know much about him, except he's, I mean, this is going to be stupid, because I probably have known him for 20 years. <laughs> but it's just how my brain works. But uh, but he's smart, and, you know, he figures stuff out quickly. I mean, he's, a, he's a nice guy to support, because usually, you know, he's a couple of steps ahead of where I am, and that's the place I want him to be on these debugging episodes. Um FeedHose is not part of this overall system of, I mean, let's say at the top level, there's World Outline, Radio 2, and River 2. Those are the three main pieces of software. And then all these other things here, with a few exceptions, are there to support those three products, okay? And FeedHose is not one of them. FeedHose was a good idea, is a good idea, 
that at this point is not integrated into any of those three. Uh, you are an active user of FeedHouse, right? I am. Yeah, I am. Uh, so tell, in a few sentences, explain what it does. I, you, do you really want to go there? No. All right, let's no. not it's useful. It's fun. I mean, it's good. Well, so. as you were, as you were, here's what I was thinking as you were going that list. I was thinking maybe it would make sense to reorganize the tools page into uh, here are the essentials. Yeah. And then underneath here's the other stuff. Because um, knowing what the essentials are, when you look at this list, which is big, there's a lot of great tools in there. Most of them are not essentials. Correct. Right. Yeah, so it would probably be a good idea just to to you know split those out, put them at the top. Here are the essentials, and here's other things. And you, maybe yeah. even you put, I mean, feed hose, I would say, experimental, even though it's... Oh, sure. I mean, right. you know, Manila, too. I mean, I don't... Uh, I, there's one guy, Tom Clifton, who's gotten that to run in the OPML editor. And, right. Uh, uh, but he, as far as I know, he has not published a how-to that says how he does it. So I have no idea how you get one of those things running. It's the, you know, this is one of those things where I only had one mechanism <laughs> and the only way for me to put it anywhere is to add it to this table. And then that thing's built every night. Okay. Once a night that that table's rebuilt. So uh-huh. yeah, it would, the software behind, there's software behind this. It would have to get more complicated and it would be a really good thing to do. You know, I mean, let's just say the the really, let's see which one feed hose. How-to-2 two is really only necessary if you want to have how-tos inside of your world outline. Um, I did it this way. Probably long-term probably shouldn't be this way. I did it to prove that it was possible to implement a node type in a separate route. And that's going to prove to be important because, you know, because node types will become pieces of software. That's the idea. And so if you wanted to write a node type, or I wanted to write a node type that's the marketing document, node type, right? Mm-hmm. That would just be a, a, a root. It could be treated like a product, you know, in an app store or whatever, you know. So the how-to is there to provide, I mean, I use how-to documents. How-to documents are, you know, they're, they're a separate form of a blog post, basically. They look a little different. They have discuss comments, and they don't have the cookie crumb trail on them, and they almost always have their own domain name. And, 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 you've, and I'll say you've put a lot of work into making these a how-to document look and feel exactly right. I well, mean, you've gone through been, several iterations, and it's really yeah, good now. There'll be some more yet. <laughs> sure, no, but sure, but it, you know, a how-to page is—it's not just simple. I mean, people, I think no, you have to work it, work on it, yeah. to get it to work right. Yeah, and uh, there's some more work I want to do. The ID API is something that you need if you have more than one server running some of this software. I mean, again, Radio Two, River Two, and World Outline, one of those, and they want, and you want people to be able to use one username and password on all of them. And um, it implements an API called SLIDE, S-L-I-D-E, which stands for Simple Lightweight Identity Server, or Simple Lightweight Identity. And that's a format uh, protocol that I created, um, I guess, about a year ago. And uh, really works. I mean, it's I, I don't even think about it. I, of course, use this. I think you use it, too. Uh, I have it implemented, yeah. You do, but are you not using it across different servers? I, to be honest, I think I implemented it, forgot about it, and I'm probably still running on it, <laughs> it's, which yeah. would mean it's, it's good. You see, that's the kind of software I like. I just, yeah. You just forget about it. It just works. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, if anybody wants to do that, needs, I mean, again, there's a how-to. You click on the how-to, and it shows you how to do it. Set it up. Manila, as I mentioned, I don't think. Tom Clifton, if you want to run Manila on your OPML editor server, uh, talk to Tom Clifton. I believe he's on the Frontier user list. And if you do and you get it running, would you please write a how-to? Okay. <laughs> Say, what did you have to do? And let's we'll look at that as a bug list, and maybe we'll make it easier. You know, I don't think it just runs out of the box, though. My photos uh, is if if you notice the thumbless type, and if this generates uh, all your takes all the flow from Flickr and generates a thumb list and also archives your pictures in S3. So your you know Flickr goes away tomorrow. You know you've got the you can use Flickr as a front end for your photo system, and I know you use that. Yes, uh, it's a big deal. Yeah, I love it. Except it's right now it's having problems, and uh, that's because I think Flickr is farting around with the back end and changing things. And I am going to look at this. I have it on my list. Yeah, there's a there's a note somewhere on the on the list explaining a workaround oh, really? if you're having problems. Oh, you found really? Oh, oh, I see. But that wasn't really that was your sort of workaround. Yeah, it's, I mean, a, it's a workaround. It's a hack. You yeah. don't really know that it works. Where I'm going to try to find out what actually happened and see if we can fix it. Right. Yeah. Well, the, we discussed this on I think episode three or something. They changed their. They already pre-announced they're going to break everything and. Yeah, and, and that's uh, why and I they've started to put any work into yeah, it. Yeah, they've started but, breaking it. Yeah, they started, but, yeah. you know, I have a place in my heart for Flickr. I'm willing to put up with a fair amount of pain from them because I like Flickr. And I've used it. That's the. I mean, it's not just that I like it, but, you know, I've had an account there for a long time, and I use it, and I like it, and it's it would be a real pain in the ass to switch, much bigger than probably fixing this. So I'm going to try to fix it. Radio Really Simple is how you bridge Radio 2 with, uh, with Twitter. Really bad name for a tool. But I had Twitter this, Twitter that. This was like sort of part of my divorce from Twitter uh, at, a, at a development level. This is the only remaining piece of software that I have that does anything with Twitter. And that's after having spent a number of years basically building everything around Twitter. And, and then they very deliberately broke their developers and said, you know, fuck you. <laughs> that was right. a, a formal thing that happened over a year. And I, I decided to, to let them break everything and not do anything to maintain it. And then finally I, need, I needed a little bit of functionality back so that at least my feed, this is like for connecting Radio 2 to Twitter. So you can have, I mean, this is the rational way to use Twitter these days, um, in my mind, is you produce a feed, and every time you update the feed, it shoots the item off that feed over to Twitter. And so if you're just using Radio 2 to do a feed and you don't care about Twitter, then you don't need this. Uh, um, if you do, then you need it. It's a beautiful tool. Really? You have never seen what it looks like on the other side. <laughs> Not, you wouldn't say it's so beautiful. I, I like what it does. It's nice what it does, and it's super fast. I can't believe how fast it oh, is. Oh, it's very fast. That's because great. it uses RSS Cloud, which is coming up. And RSS Cloud is like the most rational technology around. And um, that's what's really fast. That's why Radio Really Simple is so fast. RS River 2, you know about it. I mean, you, if you're not running River 2 and you're listening to this podcast, Hit the stop button. And yeah, go <laughs> you're selling yourself short. 
you're really missing something out. This is this is a very basic component of what we're doing, and it's how you get the news. And um, I'm not going to say that World Outline it's better than World Outline. I don't think it really is. It's just it's way more mature, and it's you know it's very useful. And uh, it's a you know we're, it's a RSS tool, and uh, in my mind, it's the RSS tool. So I concur. Yeah, and hopefully that counts for something. Anyway, <laughs> um, an RSS cloud is real-time notification for uh, RSS. And uh, all of our feeds that we generate are cloud-aware. And so if you publish something with uh, Radio 2, um, it will notify your cloud server, if you have one set up, Um that the feed updated, and it in turn will notify everybody who's registered with it that that feed updated, and they in turn read your feed and find the new stuff and put it out wherever you told it to put it out. And in the case of River 2, that means publish your, your static river, or in the case of feed hose, remember feed hose at the beginning of this little yep. trip? Yep. Uh, it tells feed hose, hey, throw this thing out to the user, um, you know, and so it's it's good. RSS to blog. This one has a very obviously a very straightforward name. You give it a feed and a blog, and every time you post the feed, the blog gets the post. Make sense? Yeah. And and the great thing about RSS to blog is it doesn't have to be. It's not specifically tied into um, Radio Two. It can be any feed to, yeah. to oh, any blog. It's a router. And that's why we like open formats and protocols. Yeah, right? no, no, it's, but it's a beautiful thing. I mean, it really it's is. A lot, and all of this stuff's like that. Yeah. I mean, there isn't a single thing in here that doesn't, that you couldn't replace with your own software if you wanted to. Yeah. So I'm not, and you're, you know, this is very integral. If I were to lock you in, uh, then I would go to hell. <laughs> oh, oh, we've got a table reserved regardless, Dave. <laughs> Corner table. I bike at them. <laughs> yeah, sure. Hell, you ride your bike. That's just training for keeping the fires uh, burning in hell when you have um, to sit on the home trainer. That's why I'm having trouble working today. I have two workouts in the last couple of days on my bike, and it makes me really mellow. Did you? Now, you sent me a, a picture of a view from your apartment. <laughs> yeah. I, I sent you a picture back. Did you get my picture? Oh, I haven't looked. So I've been on this. You send me a view. I'm like, oh, well, screw you. Let me show you my view. Oh, really? I bet it's nice. Hold it, on. Yeah, it's fantastic. It, oh, it, this is very interesting. Yeah. So Dave sent it's me a picture of his uh, uh, 40, 50, I don't know what floor you're on, but way up high, overlooking Columbus Circle and Central Park. It's oh, beautiful. Don't do that. Come on, Adam. What? I don't want, I don't want to like, publish my coordinates. Oh, um, but you've talked about that a lot on the show. All right. I'm don't, sorry. Don't listen. No, have I really? Yeah. I don't think so. Oh, yeah, maybe I have. You're probably right. Yeah, whatever. You know, I had in the old days, and I had the house in Woodside, California. I used to have people visit my house, and mm. it, was, it was not fun. No. No, I know. <laughs> and one guy knocked on the door, and he said, oh, you're Dave Weiner. I said, uh, yeah. And he said, I just want to see if you lived here. <laughs> yeah, I've had that happen to me a lot, believe me. Yeah. Believe me. That sucks. That's yeah. why I'm thinking that the popper. Oh, that is nice. My goodness. Ooh. Texas is green, huh? 
Sweet. Well, this part of Texas is, right? It's yeah, this yeah, is like yeah. the Louisiana part of Texas. This is built on an aquifer. You know, the whole, right. everything's water here. Yeah, right? no, this is East Texas, right? No, Central. Austin is Central. Is it? Yeah, oh. Central. Yeah. It's not East. Okay. Nice view. Wow. It's a little oasis. Yeah, it's like Hollywood, except it's not all polluted. <laughs> and there's no assholes. It's amazing. Oh, come on. It's Texas. There got to be assholes. Uh, no, Austin is not exactly Texas. That's that's the point. Uh, you <laughs> drive outside of Austin. Yeah, I think you'll encounter a few. I know. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, uh, let's go right, on to let's, let's go down. Let's finish going down. Yeah, scripting two. Wait, I need to find that page again. Where the fuck? Oh, excuse me. Where was it? <laughs> I think what I did here, let me just do it this way. Go always can go to the miss menu and choose tool catalog and you're happy. Scripting two is a totally would be in the list of things that you do not need to know about to run the suite. Although it seems like a lot of people are running it. It's it's the blogging tool that I use for scripting news. And it was rebuilt from the ground up in starting in two thousand ten, I think. Yeah, it was the summer of 2010 is when I did that, and um, and it's a good tool. I mean, I you know it's going to probably eventually go away. I mean, because it'll be its functionality will be sucked into World Outline. Agreed. Uh, World Outline is a far more general approach, but the the software I was using for blogging, you know, was this hodgepodge of. It was what it did. What scripting two does, but had been built over a period of like ten years, and um, had a lot of false starts that were still code was still running in there for those things, and it was very fragile. And it, you know, I would hack things, and it wasn't easy to work on. But so it's, it's it's if if you like writing in an outliner, this is the blogging tool for you. Until World Outline. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no, but I mean, that, this yeah, really no, was the eye-opener. That's a good way of putting it. Uh, if you like outlining, yeah, and it, and unlike World Outline, it generates static sites, and that's pretty cool because, you know, that's just sort of like you write your post and you forget about it. You throw it in an Apache folder, and that's that. It also works with S3 if you want. Um, server monitor, definitely part of the tool set for the current server guys, but it's only important if you're running more than one server. And, and again, I, will, and so I will, pardon me. Well, I was going to say that server monitor uh, took a lot of. It, it made me. Fo- I had to focus on server monitor because if you've been the curve I've been through, I'm so used to going to certain places on the server in the OPML editor, looking at certain things, and even log files as an example. Um, that I really had to stop and say. Can I do this in the server monitor? And the answer is yes. It's a great tool for running multiple servers. Um, but you literally, if you've been running, if you've been along on the path for a while, I found it hard to switch and say, don't go logging into the server to look. It's probably in server monitor. Oh, and over time, I want to get everything into the server monitor. And I want to use server monitor for more stuff like... Um, uh, well, let's put it, just leave it at that. I want this idea of a network of servers to mean more. And so you, you do need to have a, one coordinating piece of software that allows a human being, the sysop, to be able to administer the collection of servers. So it's very much like um, ID API. 
You know, in fact, it might even make sense to integrate the two. It, it, identity might be something that should be part of or, or connected up with server monitor. Um, in fact, server monitor should have the option of connecting up with an ID API. That would make so we can watch that and so you can watch your, um, you know, your DNS API so you can look at the blurt marks that you're generating. And, uh, right. Yep. Yeah, but right now it's giving you all your domains, and it's the only place where you get to see all of your domains ranked by hits. So if you wanted to see which of your servers is under heavy load and why, and where the hits are coming from, that's where you go. Yeah, and refers and all kinds of groovy that's stuff. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, that's where the traffic's coming from. It's yep. you know, refers. Um, URL shortener, uh, zid, URL shortener, right? Mm-hmm. I just made a bunch of changes to that, by the way. Did you... I saw, yeah, I saw them come through, and I saw the main thing that I that I looked at was, uh, which I think I agree with, is uh, prob- is make multiple domain put in multiple domain support. No, I'm not going to do that. Ah, okay. I'm gonna. I don't think I'm going to do that. I don't think that was in the changes here. Oh, I thought I read. Uh, maybe I misread I that. In they, a yeah, I took it out actually, but it wasn't multiple domain support. That would certainly make some amount of sense. But I was thinking of starting a second server, and I'm going to eventually do that. But I, I'm finding the URLs that it's generating for Blorkly right now to be really interesting. <laughs> so, like we had bs.blorkly.blorkly, uh, you know. There are all these, it makes words up or sentences. It's fun. It's funny. You know, I'm just looking at my server monitor, and I see that one of my servers is not responding. Oh, See how good that let is. Me, let me do like yeah. Since you hmm. see how mine are doing, mine are all up. Yeah, my one of my Amazon servers is, uh, and, and interestingly, it's my URL shortener server. Huh. Oh, well, that's bad. Yeah, that, that's, your that's, URLs aren't working. No. Um, Shit happens. Well, I, and, oh, well, I lost the page again. Oh, here it is. What did it say? We're almost in WordPress and World Outline. Right. WordPress. Again, nothing to do with this stuff. It's uh, you want to use the OPML editor to create and edit WordPress blog posts, then great. And you know, if I had to do WordPress blog posts, I would definitely be using this, but I don't do that, so not anymore. I used to, and then World Outline, you know about. So that's that. Okay, so well, that's a good rundown. Yeah. Now there was another question, another couple of questions. How do you configure the right-click menu? Uh, hotkeys was first. Pardon me? How do, how do I create hotkeys was the first question. I see. Well, I'm not going to try to answer all of them. I had this no. on the list. And what is a root? Yeah, I, th- I think that this is actually an interesting question. Uh, so what is... The one that sprung out on uh, on Lloyd's questions here, what is the relationship between a node, a root, and a node type? Yeah, and it's, let's do that next week. Let's do that, or next time, whatever. Whenever we do another one of these, because I, I want to have a running start for that one. I don't want to try to do that. We're at the end right now. It's been an hour and two minutes, and I don't want to go too much longer, okay? Okay, I hope we've communicated enough. I think we have. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm starting to feel a little bit. <laughs> like, oh, we're worn down now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I have three more things on my list. Um, I wanted to just briefly mention uh, in a follow-up to the story about boxes and arrows. Okay. One. 
And then I forgot to mention that there were three basic features in there, grouping, alignment, and rules. That it's that the important thing about boxes and arrows was that it was a draw program. And in a draw program, you get grouping and alignment. And, and then we just added the third thing, which was rules. And that you could attach a rule to any group or any alignment between objects. And that was enough to give you all the power to create what today they would call a responsive UI. They talk about that a lot in the Bootstrap uh, Toolkit docs. Mm-hmm. They're, right, they're right to want it, but the tool, the environment that they're using ain't up to it. CSS does not have the equipment to do this. Um, and I say that without any qualification now. I was confused about CSS, repeatedly, excessively confused by it because it's totally confusing. Uh, not well designed and rather anemic, uh, and con- and you know and way over complicated. It's a real crock. CSS is a real honest goodness crock. Um, people say, well, it's a crock, but it's the best crock we got, and that's just not true. We can do so much better, and I've seen it working. And uh, and grouping alignment rules. If you anybody's listening to this and knows how to do draw programs, that's what you want to do. Uh, the other thing I wanted people to focus people to look at, and this is like important to put in podcast because I want people to put a little attention into this. There is a page in the Bootstrap Toolkit uh, that shows you the glyph icons. Remember when I when I integrated glyph icons? There's a macro in yep. there, yep. right? And anybody who wants to know more about this, just search for glyph icons on WorkNest.Scripting.com and get the whole lowdown. Really had a party with that. I just love the imagery. It's great stuff. Um, and I did put aside a little bit of time at one point to actually review all of them and see if they solved any of the problems that I thought I had in the UI. And it's so overwhelming that it's, that itself is a really big problem to to look at those from the standpoint of which are the solved problems. Now, I think that the bootstrap guys... Well, I know they did. They took they they made an attempt at solving this, okay? And they have a page in the docs for Bootstrap 2.0 where they show you how to use some of the icons in your UIs. And I, if it, people are really interested in the evolution of this, go look at that page, and then now go look at the UI. Uh, the roots page would be a good place to look. And the homepage of the Radio 2 site would be a good place to look. Um, these are places, and the tools catalog page even, because it's trying to do some of these things too, where this iconography would help. And this is super important. And what they're doing by tr- uh, iteratively trying to standardize on this stuff, uh, you know, I remember from the process of the Macintosh how hugely important this was to have a language, a common language amongst apps, a visual language, that if it's consistently applied, it really makes it a lot easier for the users and it makes it a lot easier for the designers and for the programmers. It's just a win for everybody. Which arguably is one of the reasons the Mac became such a success. It's not arguably. It's without a doubt. No, there's always people who argue with, with these kinds of things. But yes, yeah. but you know what? At some point you have to say, I'm not arguing with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. You know, that was a fun argument for. I mean, I was on the other side of that argument in the early days of the Mac. You know, I was really, you know, he dragged me kicking and screaming the UI standards. I did not like the idea. 
I felt that's where I was innovating. That's what I did for a living. And, you know, you're taking that away from me. And that's a lot of the criticism you hear from, from design experts of Bootstrap. They're saying, oh, well, all your sites are going to look the same. I go, yeah, and that's a good Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't want to innovate over that because every time you innovate over that, the user has to learn a new visual language. And, you know, they, they have a resistance to that. And that's just going to limit the adoption of your software. And the great thing about the Mac, this was over, the, you know, came out after the PC, and the PC was a juggernaut, and the Mac initially was, and then it sort of flaked out. The thing we learned in the first few years of the Mac was that where in the PC people could only use one product, they really would only use Lotus 1, 2, 3. That was it. Right. Right? Now, some people used WordPerfect, and that was it. <laughs> some people used DBase, and that was it. There was very rarely people that did a lot of different, because it was hard to do. And the Mac changed all that. People would use five apps. And the answer, the reason why was, is that they could. And uh, that was the reason why they could, because... Uh, uh, well, it was also the fact that later on in 1986, they had MultiFinder, which allowed you to actually run more than one app. But um, but it's an important thing. And, I, and we're going to go down that path. I want icons. And not only that, icons are just pretty. You know, when a, when a software product has visual imagery in it, even in a very small way, you just feel better about it. I feel better about it. And I want that in there. And so um, I want people to look and see and and then start thinking about it. And then if you want, make some suggestions. And once we've got some stuff in there, then there are going to be bug reports. I looked at this, saw this icon, thought it would meant this and clicked on it and found out it meant something different. That's a bug report, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and I want to know that because, and you get to be on the ground floor of this, of bootstrapping this practice on the web. And it's not to say that there aren't already standards for those things. If you look at the roots page, you know, you'll see that 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 I've, there are standards, and and uh, and I was able to use them. You know, there's the gear symbol, which means preferences. There's the X, which means delete. There's the you know, but I think there are prettier symbols in the in the and there the colors are are compatible. You know, so. So I'm going to uh, release some version of show notes of the things we've discussed. I've been uh, uh, following along and uh, actually filling out some stuff. It's kind of cool because we have Lloyd's. Uh, I was able to get his outline, and we didn't get to uh, to Brian's yet. Yeah, we took the first item off of Brian's. Yeah, uh, so I'll, I'll incorporate that, and I'll publish those uh, through my work notes. I'll put a link there. And, you can uh, grab all the things that I just talked about. Yeah, I, I got all that. I've been... Typing away. Awesome. Good. We're starting to get our shit together here. A little I think bit. podcasts really make a big difference, too. I'm hearing from people. Uh, you know, all software should have a podcast like this. Certainly when they're booting up like this. I mean, you know, this is a, a, an important thing. You know, I had dinner last night with Jeremy Zylar, a friend of mine here in New York, who uses a lot of my software but doesn't use the world outline yet. And I got stuck at the same place. He said, well, I really don't understand what it is. And, you know, I said to him, I said, just listen to the podcast, you know, and you'll, it'll sink in. You'll eventually get it, you know, because we don't know how to describe it yet. At the end of this, we will know how to describe it. But, I, you know, I think the people that ask to help with the docs and they just want a half hour brain dump, you know, 
They don't understand that this pro- – I don't think they – I know they don't understand that this process yields that. But we're not there yet. I couldn't give you – you know, in the early days of blogging, we were in the same damn place. You know, I try to explain to people what a blog is, and my mouth gets all tied up. You know? It's like <laughs> – I don't know what to say. I know how I use it. I know why it's important to me, you know, but it's not, that's just going to look like hand-waving to you, right? And uh, by the time everybody knows what a blog is, you don't have to explain it. <laughs> that's so true, though. Yeah, that's so, everything is. So I mean, true. What if you had to explain somebody what a car is who didn't know what a car is? Yeah. You know, I tried that once. I was in Jamaica, and just for fun, and I was hanging out on the porch with the uh, you know, this guy who was bringing me my weed and, <laughs> and, yeah. and uh, you know, they hang out with you, right? And you just sit around, you smoke, you know, a little spleef or whatever. A good and, dealer hangs out with you. Yeah, sure. In Jamaica they do because they want to keep selling you shit. <laughs> I mean, they want to take you out in the country to meet their uh, sister, right? Yeah, and, and, uh, yeah, we'll feed you a fish with a head on it. Yeah, I know. Been there. Yeah. So I was trying to explain to this guy what um, snow drifts were. Wow. <laughs> and he just didn't get it. <laughs> he just didn't get it. That's I mean, funny. I was doing it just to, just to impress myself that, you know, that I was in a different culture. Now, back in Wisconsin, which is, uh, I wasn't living there, but I recently lived there. Uh, I was telling him about my friend Pete Vanderveer, who used to drive his car into snowdrifts for fun. Okay, <laughs> this is what you do in uh, Wisconsin for for in laughs. The winter, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, this must involve a spliff as well. Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing they had in common. Yeah, but then you have to tell them how many Mercedes you have in your garage. <laughs> oh, I'm a five Mercedes guy. <laughs> no. Right. <laughs> Anyway, okay. Um, so I'm going to publish the show notes along with the the show for today. And that's uh, my God, that's a lot. Uh, well, no, it was very handy because I had you know I already had some outlines with the questions, so I just included those and put the answers or what we discussed in italics. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, and, but and we'll we'll get to the rest of the stuff. I've got it documented. I've got it locked in here. So. Yeah. Well, we got it. Yes, yeah, so this is going to be quite a process here. We're, it's going to take a while to get through all that shit. So, all right, dude. All right. Well, good talking to you as always, yeah. and um, have a great weekend. Talk real soon. Okay. Thanks. All right, Dave. Bye. Bye.